What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. Here's how the show goes. You hit me up with three to five questions dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, relationship advice, evangelization, discipleship, catechesis, the list goes on and on and on. I will then sit with your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. But my disclaimer is this, I'm not perfect. Therefore, the advice that I share with you, the responses I give to you might not be good for you. If that's the case, then please reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to become a saint, that does not help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. But if my advice is helpful, though difficult, then I want to encourage you to lean into Jesus Christ in prayer and study and worship and fellowship so that God can give you the grace that you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship over time in your walk toward eternity. If you are a first time listener, you can hit me up with your own questions at www.ascensionpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell out A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. Uh, you can also rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats and shares on your social media pages and platforms. This helps other people to find out about the show. If it's been a gift for you, potentially it could become a gift for other people as well. Today's show is a special gift for me because I'm talking to one of my really good friends, Mari Pablo. Mari Pablo, what's up? Que pasa? Hello, Padre. How you doing? Ah, bien, gracias. Adios, y tú? Muy bien, gracias. Aquí, viniendo de Miami. Ah, sí, sí. Yo puedo hablar español muy bien. <laughs> Super bien, ya veo. I, I really don't speak that good, but I, I, I can I could front. I put up a good front. Um, that was a good front. Thank you. It. Thank you. Me amo. Padre Josue. See, so on today's show, me and my friend, Mari Pablo, we're going to be talking about a lot of things with regards to um, Catholic social teachings and ways that we can build bridges in the body of Christ for all people to become saints in our walk toward eternity. Mari Pablo and I were both able to be presenters on a new program with Ascension that is available and it is out now. It's called Connected uh, Catholic Social Teaching. But real quick, I'm trying to be serious. Mari Pablo is like bouncing right now, going back and forth like she's dancing. And I, it's, it's, it's hard for me. Like, I know I talk really I'm sorry. I'm sure like, you're like, yeah, bow, bow, bow. I'm like, get it, get, get it, it, get it. Get it. <laughs> he got it. Um, so we are a part of a program called Connected Catholic Social Teachings for our generation, for this generation. Uh, Colin and Amy MacGyver, they put the program together. They invited us to sit at the yes. table. The program has really awesome presenters like Chica and Dr. Ansel Augustine and uh, Paul uh, J. Kim and Chris Stefanik and the Sisters of Life and CFRs and so many others. So a lot of really cool people are part of the program. And we're just excited to to be able to share it with you. We, we worked on it a while back, and it's I really it's one of my favorite programs we've done. Um, so what about me you? Me too. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, me too. I think it's just something that when they asked when they told when they called me to tell me about, it, I was like, yes, absolutely. The church needs this. We need this. Let's do it. So I agree. The church does need it. It's one of those things. Like right now, there's so much division in the church, and I think our program that we put together offers a conversation starter for a lot of people to be able to sit down mm -hmm. at the table together. And, uh, and uh, listen to the church. The church has a lot to say, and, and the church speaks about issues that are important. Um, what are some of the issues that we covered in this program, Mari Pablo? Yeah, so the five main topics that we cover are the environment, life issues, race, poverty, and family. And what I've noticed is that these topics are some, when you say Catholic social teaching, some people think that it's like 
this oh that's liberal or I can't I can't address that oh, I had a family member tell me that recently I was like so frustrated but yeah tell me about it he's like no I, that's just like that's more of a socialist thing like I don't need to cover Come that on. I <laughs> talk about other things and I'm like you're Catholic that's it's what we are it's what Jesus is um so I love this program because it kind of sheds light into these areas and and seeing what Jesus did and what the church gives us in its wisdom. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm about to say something that might be controversial, but I think that it's, it's unfortunately, a lot of people have been indoctrinated in, in some of our Catholic circles, uh, and they have been presented with a partial gospel, and uh, but not the fullness of what the church teaches. And the fullness mm-hmm. of what the church teaches is so beautiful, and I think if we could just open ourselves up to this gift that God wants to offer us, then there won't be as much division as there is because we'll all be thinking with the mind of the church that Jesus Christ gave us 2,000 years ago, as opposed to thinking with the mind of our political parties. I think a lot of people are Mm -hmm. more rooted in their politics than they are in Jesus Christ and the church that he gave us 2,000 years ago. And I think the more we study the church's teachings, the more we're like, oh, uh, I get it now. But you know, the early church, the apostles, they were devoted, it says in Acts 2.42, to prayer, worship, fellowship, but also to study the study of the apostles' teachings. And I think that's where a lot of us get off, is that we don't prioritize study, academic study of the catechism, of the sacred scriptures, of the Mm -hmm. compendium of Catholic social teachings. Uh, Like All these resources are totally available to us. And the gift that Ascension is offering, specifically with regards to Catholic social teachings, is this program, Connected, breaks it down in the most simple way and beautiful way possible with like not only modern-day witnesses, but like the witness of canonized saints who have preceded us in our walk toward Mm -hmm. eternity. So it's super cool. Just like you are, Mighty Pablo. I thought you, Padre. So speaking of cool, right now I want to share with you a glory story, and hopefully you have a glory story you want to share with me too. Always. So my glory story is today I was hanging out with a brother priest of mine. Uh, he's from Vietnam. And we were, we prayed together. And we we literally just like shared hearts over the scripture. And it was just, it was so simple, but so beautiful for me to like hear his heart and how he uh, perceived the voice of God in scripture and how we were able to pray the same scripture passage, but like two totally different experiences for both of us. So praying with the brother priest uh, was my glory story. What about you? Mm. So my glory story is, I guess it might sound a little sad, but I have a godson that is nine weeks old and he's currently in hospice care and mm. is has a terminal illness. But the glory is that we were able to, he was able to live long enough. And last week on Friday, we were able to do the completion of baptism and confirmation and celebrate oh, the sacraments God. with him. Mm. And it was just such a gift. And I'm actually going to go see him after this. So I'm just enjoying the time that we have with him, please keep him in your prayers. His name is John Paul. I call him Lil Lolek. Forget it. Like Lolek was John Paul's Polish mm. nickname. Um, and I'm just soaking in every minute with him is, is a glory moment. So celebrating his life. Oh, praise God. What a gift. I mean, yeah. Oh, it is a glory story. I mean, we were created for heaven and the sacraments mm-hmm. are our pathway uh, to heaven. And so for him to not only receive baptism, but also confirmation. Oh, mm-hmm. what a gift. What a huge gift. And he will become a great intercessor, I'm sure, for you because you're his godmother. So y'all oh, are sure. linked together. And your, and your godfather, isn't he a servant of God right now? 
or no, not the Godfather. The founder of our community, La Comunidad Cero de Cristo Vivo, Padre Miguel mm-hmm. Tardif, is a servant of God. So that's been super. But he was awesome. a friend with your family, right? Yeah, super close friend of the family. Okay, yeah. but not, but not your Godfather. Boo! No, my Godfather. My Godfather's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Godfather, but he ain't a servant of God yet. <laughs> he ain't that cool. <laughs> he ain't that good. That is so funny. Okay, great. So yeah, yeah. So praise God for John Paul's life, and praise God for John Paul uh, being able to receive the sacraments. Well, that is that is a beautiful, glorious story, and only in heaven will we know um, how awesome this gift has been for him uh, and for his family. So. Let us, please let his family know. I'll be praying for them as well because I'm sure it's yeah, just a difficult season for all of you. It's been hard. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into today's show. All right. First question for today's show comes in from Henry. Uh, Henry or Henri. Henri. He writes this. Uh, oh, real quick. I'm Mighty Pablo. So the other day I was um, I was listening to some R&B music and I was like praying with it and I was thinking about like, Jesus in the garden. And there's a song out uh, and the singer says, don't leave me alone. I don't want to leave you alone. And I was thinking about Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. He's like, Peter, don't leave me alone. Like, don't leave me alone. Right? Don't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then like Peter mm-hmm. also said that to Jesus when Jesus was like, all right, I got to go get crucified. He's like, no, don't, don't, don't leave me alone, Jesus. And then, yeah. And then I'm sure John said it to Mary whenever she was being assumed into heaven. Anyways, yeah. I just, mm, music is so good. So Henry Music Wright, is so good. Isn't it so good? What's your favorite song right now? I'm jamming to Maverick City music a lot. Maverick City Communion. is so good. The song Communion by Stephanie Gussinger is like mm. wrecking me right now. Mm. So good. I like that Chris Brown song, Heart to Heart. My yeah. heart is yours completely. Yes. If you want my heart, you got you it. Got it. You got it. You got it. Hey. Yeah. All right. So Henry says, hey, Father and Mighty Pablo, uh, which saint or holy person is inspiring you these days when it comes to Catholic social teaching? Mm. Mm. There's so many. Who you got, Mighty Pablo? You know, it's so hard because there's so many. So, like, I think everyone automatically thinks of Mama T, like, you know, Teresa, because, like, obvious. But and for we cover me, her I would say, like, the program as well. Yeah, we do. I would say specifically, though, like, if I have to think of a person in my life actively, like, whenever I serve with the, uh, any of the missionaries of charity, those people are, I mean, mm-hmm. just so beautiful in the way that they serve and honor. But recently, I've been really diving into Blessed... Pierre Giorgio Frassati. My fun fact: my car is named after him. Fun fact, um, but it's like what I love about him is that he just served so well, and he literally just gave up whatever he had to the poor. And but he did it in a way that his parents didn't even know what he was doing, and so he was just like like the guy loved hiking and the guy loved skiing and he was was just a regular young adult, but he was doing all these things on the side. And it wasn't until after his death that, you know, hundreds and hundreds of poor and and people that were in need came to his funeral. And that's when people found out about all the things that he's doing. So I think he's more, I can, I I can relate to him because it's Mm -hmm. like, he's just living his life. 
living and in the midst his best of the joy life. of yeah, in the midst of living his best life, he's serving and giving what he has and from his like whatever his heart can do to meet the people where they're at and love on them and encounter them. Do you remember which segment in Connected we talked about Blessed Pierre Georgia Frasati? I do not. I don't either, but he's in there. So my bad. Is he? Is he one of them? I think he is. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, I don't remember. (laughs) There's so many. Okay, we just did a big leadership retreat at LSU and he was one of our, he was one of our saints that we covered in our leadership retreat. I, I, I'm pretty sure we covered him and connected as well. Yeah, the program is so good. You should get it and you should find out and then you, you let us know if he's in it because you let us know if he's in. I'm pretty sure he's in it. Oh gosh, that's embarrassing. But yeah, there's. I mean, I know Father Gus's Tolton's in it. Uh, Mother Teresa sure. of Cal. We should ask Chica because Chica did a lot of the voiceovers. Yeah, um, so, she did the Augustus Tolton one. Yeah, so we should definitely find out. But I'm pretty sure uh, Pierre Georgia Forsyth is definitely in it as well. Oh, I know Zelie and Louis Martin are in it for the family. Um, yes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, let's just go ahead and say he is in it. And if he's not, then... What about he, you? Oh, there's this a Mexican saint, Blessed Miguel Gomez Loza, is Ooh. one of my favorites right now. Um, he died in the 1920s. Uh, and so, obviously, as you know, uh, in that time in Mexico, it was corrupt government. And so he was a lawyer and he, very political. And it's super cool because I think sometimes we think about like the things that we go through today. And we're like, oh, you know, real holy people just pray. They just like, like the way that they deal with injustices with regards to the government is they just go pray a rosary and that's it. But this guy was a lawyer and he protested the government. Uh, he was arrested, I think, over 58 times because of his protest. So he was like one of those people that some people today would be like, oh, well, he's, he's crazy because he kept getting arrested for protesting. But he like led protest. He was a lawyer. He used his legal wisdom to help students out who were trying to also protest. He eventually became the governor, so he was super political. Um, but he recognized how, like, as a Catholic, he was supposed to use his gifts of the church's teachings to influence the political sphere. Like, he did not separate his faith from politics. He allowed his faith to inspire him and infuse him with the graces that were necessary to transform the political situation. He eventually was martyred when he became governor, um, but he mm-hmm. was someone who. Uh, did not compartmentalize his relationship with Jesus and keep it inside the walls of the church, but he brought it outside the church into the streets during his protest, into the courtroom, um, and re- and used it to try to change unjust policies, those those codified laws that were negatively affecting the Mexican people of his day, um, who mm. were being persecuted because of their Catholic faith. And so uh, he's one of my favorites, and I'm holding right now in my hand another one of my favorites, this guy right here, who... Your godson is named John Paul. This is a guy named Blessed Jerzy Popuski. Uh, he's a Polish saint who was mm-hmm. also killed by the communists uh, in Poland in the 1980s. Uh, because when John Paul II, he obviously fought against communists from the time he was a priest, bishop, archbishop, cardinal, and pope. But Blessed Jerzy Popuski was a priest who uh, fought against the unjust communistic leaders of his time as well. And he spoke out against them. He preached against them from the pulpit as a priest. He uh, participated in a political party called the, um, the Solidarity uh, Movement. Uh, and so, uh, and so, so he recognized that the, the, the current systems that were around weren't good, true or beautiful. And so instead of settling for like, oh, well, like, let's like try to find a lesser of two evils. He was like, no, like, why doesn't our Catholic faith put together a political party based on the Catholic Church's social teachings. And that's what the Solidarity mm-hmm. Party did. And they 
uh, were able to eventually overthrow the communists. And that's who those are the groups of people who are running Poland right now, politically, a solidarity movement. So for me, I, I look at people like that because I, I think it's important for us as Catholics to to reverence people who are called by God to be holy by, you know, being intercessors and spending their, their, their days before the Blessed Sacrament with the rosaries in their hands. And, but also to see, like, radical holiness is also available for people who feel called to be protesters and who feel called mm-hmm. to be involved in politics and shake the government up and not settle for a status quo or mediocre uh, government party that is, 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 is um, leading the people in their community. So, yeah, mm-hmm. those are some people who inspire yes. me. And, and every saint that we talk about in Connected as well. Every single saint that we talk about in <laughs> all them people. Connected. All them saints. And there are a number. And that's one of the cool things about Connected is that Connected, me and Madi, we do teachings. But there's also uh, video segments of, of people like modern day witnesses um, of, of holiness yeah. uh, who are out there in the streets like Dr. Ansel Augustine and the CFRs and, and so many others um, who are living the life. But also there are saints who we can look at and we can see like, like saints were concerned with Catholic social teachings like this is not something that is just for a few people like it's for all of us and uh and yeah so let's not let's not ignore this gift of the church all right next question comes in from anonymous anonymous says this hey father josh and mari pablo uh do you like the way i say your name mari pablo yeah yeah it flows really well thank you i i i try to you know I, i love your name so so what can catholics do to create spaces of welcome for racial diversity if i could tell my parish my youth group, my religion class, to do one thing to become more welcoming for Catholics from diverse cultural backgrounds, what should it be? Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I'm going to go with when you see them, like go up and say hi and talk to them. I think that makes a huge, massive difference. Um, just saying hi, welcome to the church, like we're so happy you're here. Or I think that's going to be big. Um, and then I think it's also cool to celebrate all cultures. I'm in Miami where... <laughs> there's a lot of everything. <laughs> like, it's everywhere. And so I think when we have, when we have festivals or we have things where we're representing a lot of different cultures, I think that makes a huge difference from like the food that we're offering to the music that we're listening to, to um, the representation that's inside the church. I think that's going to make a huge thing. And so by listening, learning, and then reaching out and inviting and taking time to learn, I'm learning a lot about all the different cultures just from my friends and the people that I spend time with. I think that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, and I think, too, to follow up on that, two things, because I want you to tell a story that I'm going to put you on the spot to tell. But one thing is there are so many things that are happening in the geographical boundaries of our parish from people who come from different ethnic backgrounds. And so for the church to go up, to go to those things, to show up to those events, to like literally put mm-hmm. on your your parish shirt that says St. George or St. John's or St. Whoever's and show up and like, like let them be the leaders in those settings and, and receive their gift that they can offer and learn from them in their spaces that they are currently operating in. But Mari Pablo, you and I both, we've spoken at Steubenville conferences and Mm -hmm. you had a profound encounter with some, some students who were at one of the Mm -hmm. Steubenville conferences. And I think that if people heard that story, that could be really, really powerful. Yeah. So I've been speaking at Steubenville conferences for the past couple of years. I went to Steubenville as well. And I remember, I think I was in, I think I was in Louisiana, actually. It was still in the South. Yeah, Alexandria. Yeah, it was still, I saw you there. Yes, we yeah, saw, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, hey, what's up? Um, and I remember it was after I gave a talk and a, a group of people came up, women came up and they were like so excited and they started speaking to me in Spanish. I think just to honestly test if I actually spoke Spanish. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm Dominican people, I speak Spanish. Um, so they like came up to me and they were like, hey, like, 
do you speak Spanish? I was like, yes. And they were like, I just wanted to say thank you so much because I never, I've never seen a Hispanic like speak. And mm. I didn't think that that was even a possibility. Like, and then she said, thank you for representing us mm. and for representing us well. And it was such a big thing. I think, I think I had taken for, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about the big weight of that of, wow. Like just by me being up there and just being my Hispanic Arabic self, right? Like, I'm allowing people to say to see that we can we can be and we do have a place in the church and we have a place speaking and we have a place in all aspects and it was just really beautiful and it was an even bigger thing the Lord has been asking me and calling me to do more stuff in Spanish and so I, I think it. that simple conversation opened me up to to like the Lord being like see Mari like this is why I need you for who you are and where you're from and and your language and what you know so I love it. Yeah, I love it. I think because a lot of people, um, you know, it's, it's important for us to, to, to have representation even of languages, uh, because mm -hmm. some people, especially if you've grown up in Latin America uh, or, or with that background, you grew up speaking in the home in Spanish and praying in Spanish mm -hmm. and worshiping mm -hmm. in Spanish. And so um, it's, it's helpful, right, for us to also provide in our churches and our youth groups and our parish settings, not only uh, racially diverse, um, you know, uh, speakers, uh, but also ethnically diverse, right? So to like look at yeah. like, what, who are the different ethnicities that are representing our boundaries and can we provide speakers who can also speak in that language to them at different events um, and minister mm -hmm. to them that way. I have a few things. I know you asked for one thing, but I'm like, I'm like uh, Michelle Benziger on, on the Abiding Together. She always has like one, two, three, four, five, one things. And so here are my, my number of one things that, that I think we could do. Number one is learn. Like take time to, like, like to, to learn. I think learning is something that we should always be doing. Again, the early church disciples were devoted to studying. And so particularly in the, in the context of America, like study the writings from the USCCB, their pastoral letters on race and on racism. Here are mm -hmm. a few that I have available for you to check out. Bishop Edward Braxton has one called The Racial Divide. Archbishop Alfred Hughes has one called Pastoral Letter on Racial Harmony. Uh, the Black Bishops of the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops wrote one many years ago called What We Have Seen and Heard. Bishop Mark Seitz wrote one on Night Will Be No More. Um, and so that one uh, is specifically written. He's from the Bishop of El Paso. And so after a number of people were murdered, he wrote that one. It's super powerful. Um, and then also just some books that you can read, like uh, The uh, History of Black Catholics by Father Cyprian Davis and Desegregating Altar by Father Stephen Oakes. Uh, spend money. Like, uh, you know what? Like, if your parish got money, put money, like, like Marty said, towards racially diverse, like, events and images and artwork and saints in the paintings in the stained glass windows in the statues in the books that you buy like for instance uh, Meg Hunter Kilmer's book Saints All Around the World is a phenomenal book to read mm -hmm. when you put together programs for PSR or for young adult formation use some of Ascension Press's programs we have Connected which again has speakers from all different backgrounds uh, I'm um, African-American and, and Caucasian. My mom's white, my dad's black, so I'm biracial. Mari Pablo, what's your ethnicities? I'm Dominican and Arabic. Then you have Chica. Uh, she is my Nigerian princess. Uh, then you have Dr. Ansel Augustine. You have Chris Stefanik. You have Paul J. Kim. You have uh, Andy Lesneski. Literally, there's people from all these different beautiful backgrounds and just like those girls came up to you after the student book conference, like, hey, like, thanks for representing us. Whenever the students all across the nation see the wonderful group of diverse speakers that Connected has, or in the U program, we have Naomi Owens and 
Sister Miriam James, and again, so many others are in the 99 program. Again, there's like Ascension has been very intentional about um, yeah. inviting, uh, like really asking the Holy Spirit to, to, to bring forth different presenters, theologians, scholars, priests, religious, and lay faithful um, who are rooted in the church's teachings but are from diverse backgrounds. So that way we can, we can connect with people who look like us and have our similar experiences. So number one is, again, learn. Number two is put your money where your mouth is, and so spend money. Number three, like Marty said, go out. When you see people who, who look different, invite them to the table. Invite them to a relationship with you. Invite them to a Bible study. Ask them if they already have one going on and join their Bible study. Uh, and finally, when a leadership position opens up in the church, whether it's on staff or on pastoral council, like be intentional about asking the Holy Spirit to inspire you. Say, Father God, who have you chosen in our parish's geographical boundaries to sit at this table of leadership? Because whenever we have people of different genders and of different ethnicities and of different ages who are invited to sit at the table, um, at the leadership table, then their voice will be heard. And typically whenever we don't invite people of different ages or ethnicities or genders to sit with us, um, at the table, then other people are hurt. Like we end up hurting people because we are, are it's too many people who think the same. Uh, Sister Thea Bowman, who's a servant of God, uh, she one time was talking to the bishops of America. And this is what she said, like she's, she's, she's a boss. She said this. She really is. She said, you know, Bishop Jim Like said a long time ago that black Catholic Christians will be second class citizens of the church until they take their places in leadership besides their brothers and sisters of whatever race or national origin. The majority of priests, religious, and lay ministers who serve the black community in the United States are still not from the black community. And many of those people who attempt to serve among us do not feel an obligation to learn or understand black history, our spirituality, our culture, our life, black traditions, our rituals. I travel all over the country and I see it. Black people within the church, black priests, sometimes even black bishops who are invisible. And when I say that, I mean that they are not consulted. They are not included. Sometimes decisions are made that affect the black community for generations, and they are made in rooms by white people behind closed doors. Y'all, I want to invite you to like press pause rewind and listen to those words again those are words by a woman who is currently a servant of god like she's on her her way to being canonized as a saint in the catholic church and so like to sit with that and recognize that even if we have good intentions if we are not intentional about inviting people of different backgrounds to sit with us, then we're not going to see the supernatural fruit god wants us to see i remember whenever um i've been given certain leadership roles in the diocese one thing I've been very intentional about, in addition to gender, age, and ethnicity and race, I've been super intentional about like like theological background and inviting people mm. who have who are different from me in my formation to sit with me at the table to share with me like how do you understand? This? I mean, obviously everyone is under the umbrella of Catholic and Orthodox, like as far as like we are obedient to Holy Mother Church's teachings. Mm -hmm. But within that umbrella, there are some people who lean a little bit more to the left than me, and there are people who lean a little bit more to the right than me. And it's important that I'm in, in a relationship with both those who are more liberal and more conservative than me, because they're going to have insights that will help me to disciple people in their communities and walk with them in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I always tell people, like, make sure your table isn't with everybody who just thinks exactly the same as you. Because if it is, mm -hmm. you're going to unintentionally hurt a lot of people, make barriers where there needs to be bridges. So 
I just think that's really important. That's such a good point. You are, you, you're a good point, Mario Pablo. You're a good point. You are an exclamation point. Whenever God looks at you, he's like, exclamation point, that's my beloved daughter. What? Um, what? Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into our final question about engaging people. Again, this liberal conservative thing, right? Engaging relationships with people who care a lot about like the environment, but don't really respect life. And so like, there are some people in the body of Christ who are like really uber about like Catholic social justice and Catholic social teachings when it comes to some things, but they ignore other things that are also just as important. So how do we engage them in relationship and our walk toward eternity? When we get back from our break, we're going to tackle that topic. When you're a busy mom, it can seem like God comes in second place to everything else. As Catholics, we know that God should be at the center of our lives. We know we should be planning around him instead of trying to plan him around our schedules. But it's so hard when you're juggling all the logistics. Back for a third year to help mothers put God at the center is a Catholic Mother's Planner. A planner designed by Catholic mothers for Catholic mothers to help you and your family live with God at the center of your schedule. To help you do this, the planner includes inspirational quotes from saints and scripture, novena start dates, saints feast days, family recipes, activities to celebrate feast days, and so much more. The Catholic Mother's Planner has sold out within months every year, so be sure to order yours today. To reserve your copy of the 2022 Catholic Mother's Planner, go to ascensionpress.com slash plan around God. That's ascensionpress.com slash plan around God. And we're back. Welcome back to the show. Uh, just for a quick reminder, you can hit me up with your own questions at www.ascensionpress.com slash askfatherjosh. You can rate us and review us on iTunes and any other podcast formats out there. And you can share us on your social media pages so that other people can find out about the show. If it's a gift for you, potentially, it can become a gift for them as well. Um, as I was saying before the break, we are joined by my good friend, Mari Pablo. Mari Pablo, what's happening? What's up? Good what's up? Oh, what's good? Oh, what's up? What's up? What's... So uh, <laughs> we are we have too much fun together. Um, <laughs> so our last question comes in from Lauren. Uh, Lauren, 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 Lauren. When I see your name, Lauren, it reminds me of, for some reason, Tommy Hilfiger. I don't know why. Is there like a Lauren? Like a, a no? Is there any clothing line after oh, Lauren? Oh, yes. Who? From the 1990s? The woman, the woman side. Lauren. I'm not thinking about Lauren Hill, but that's not. Yeah, okay, Lauren, and she, now she, her album, The Miseducation, Lauren Hill. Classic. Stop. That is, guys, if you haven't listened to that album, please. It's so good. Can't take my eyes off of you. Oh, You're just too good to be true. She's my go-to karaoke. Oh, really? Well, mine too. We have the Fugees. Strong in my pain. Oh, okay. Sorry. One time, uh-huh. one time. All right, so. Uh, hey, Father Josh and Mari Pablo. So many of my friends who care about social justice also support things completely against church's teachings, like people who are working to protect the environment, but also want people to stop having kids because they say it's better for the earth. How do I balance being a faithful to the church teachings while also collaborating with my non-Catholic friends who are trying to do good things like reduce pollution or care for the poor? Lauren, I'll tackle that first and then I'll maybe like tag you in. So I was invited by one of my friends who's a Jesuit priest uh, to teach one of his classes uh, in the previous 
year of my life. And specifically, he wanted me to address both racism and abortion because it was at their, at their university, it was like pro-life month or something like that. And then, so anyways, long story short, I, I did my first like 30 minutes talking about institutional racism and like where it's at. Like I gave examples of practices mm-hmm. and policies that are current today and what people in the church have done to reform those practices and policies to transform them so that where there's injustices, we could actually build a civilization of love. And, and so that was like the first 30 minutes was all about racism. And I did this because then after that, I was going to jump into abortion. And I was aware that a lot of his class, like they were already against racism, but some of them were like really pro-choice. But because they heard me speak about racism first, they're like, wait a minute, we have something in common with Father Josh. Like he's anti-racism. We are also anti-racist. So we connected with each other first on that level. And then whenever I addressed abortion, knowing that many of them already disagree with me, I knew that they would be open to listening to me because they knew I cared about things that they cared about. And mm-hmm. I, I ended my, my time with them by saying, look, l- listen, y'all, I'm sure and we did like a Q&A or whatever. Uh, but I, I told them, I said, I just want to encourage you to just listen to what I said. Even if you disagree with it, like sit with it. And then I encouraged them to share with me their thoughts, feelings and desires. And, uh, and it was beautiful because when they some of them were very vocal about their disagreements with me about abortion, I listened to them and I kept asking them more questions like, tell me more. Like you seem to be really passionate about women's health. You seem to really care about the ladies in your life. Like I want to hear more of your story. And again, acknowledging that I still was very much anti-abortion and pro-life, but I I wanted to hear from them and I modeled to them listening. And I said, okay, you saw how I listened to you. Now I just want to encourage you to go back to this class that's been recorded and and listen to what I said again uh, to the, to the arguments I made about why we should be against abortion. Uh, so I think it's important for us to like find commonality with our brothers and sisters and say, okay, so you care about this? All right, so actually, oh, and that's actually connected. Like like the environment is connected to the well-being of a baby in the womb because if you have dirty air, it could literally cause miscarriages. If you have dirty water, it could kill babies in the womb. Babies could die from that. So anyways, I think it's important to find commonality with people who are different from us um, and to focus on that first and our relationships with them and then to begin to address where we differ from each other, um, but always go back to them with follow-up questions so that they can see you actually listen to them and then invite them to do the same for you. What about you, Mari Pablo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important. I, I was thinking about two things for me. One, like I've been teaching morality in Miami for the past seven years. And so seven all years. the controversial- Seven years or 70 yeah. years? Seven, seven. I was like, dang, yes, girl. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I would look so That good. Dominican okay. Republic don't crack. Okay. <laughs> um really like all the controversial subjects come up and so many of my students just like there's certain topics that they just put up a wall and so I spent the entire first semester really building that relationship with them and encouraging them like I always say hey you have different opinions bring them bring them like I want to hear what you have to say and if they know that I'm coming and I'm open to listening it's amazing the conversation that can come and on a more personal level I'm thinking of my own sisters who I love but we have very 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 different opinions when it comes to politics, when it comes to faith, when it comes to a lot of things. Um, and in both situations, I've had to kind of like stop and listen. And in both situations, I've had moments where I maybe have come off too strong that they gave me feedback and I had to take that feedback and say, okay, like I'm doing something wrong here and I need to be more loving and I need to be more careful because I want them to know that I'm here to listen to them and to meet them where they're at. And so with me and my sister, when she's now in another religion, like, 
we'll share, you know, praise and worship music because we, we can meet there. Right. And we'll send each other stuff and we'll do prayers and we'll focus on what we can see together and then go from there. And the same thing with my students. And so for this question, Lauren, I would say like, if you really care, if you're really passionate about their environment, like do a beach cleanup together, you know, like do something like Catholics care about the environment and Catholics are also, you know, they should also care about the poor. And so meet there and by spending time meeting them where they're at it could have what father josh was talking about that you're listening to each other and by you listening and asking them questions it will kind of break down their walls and then they'll be able to like care and listen to what you have to say and well they should i can't say i don't want to generalize but for the most part so that'd be really beautiful yeah so good yeah learn learn from them like what is good true and beautiful and what they're doing like learn from it and mm-hmm. affirm it and encourage it and listen to them. Let them teach you because like you don't know everything. And, and also then I think when we model that, then they're open. Uh, I, I was, man, you're, you're so oh, mighty Pablo. I was thinking about like my own siblings as well. And like when I first went to seminary, I was so arrogant and I was so intense and I, and I always focused on where we differed and I would bring it up in conversations and, and try to point to them in scripture <sighs> where they were wrong and church teaching and, and history and, and it yep. bore no fruit. And then at some point I grew up and just started hanging out with my, my siblings and my, and my family mm-hmm. and being friends with them and like grabbing a drink mm-hmm. with them. And now we get along mm-hmm. great. And because they have seen me change, yeah. now they, more often than not, they come to me with the questions like, hey, like explain mm-hmm. to me again why the church teaches this. Okay, like I still disagree mm-hmm. with that, but it's good to hear your perspective. You know, and so it's, it's been very beautiful how have, emphasizing that relationship yeah. really is helpful. Yeah, I had to have my sister one time tell me like, I, there's sometimes that you come off really judgmental. And I had to hear that. And I was like, but it's because I love you and I want what's best for you. And she was like, yes, yes, I know. But your delivery is not like you need to work on that. And from that moment, it was a really big wake up call of like, okay, I didn't want my sister to feel judged by me. And so that's where we just started meeting each other. And our our relationship has been light years better just because of that. And so focus on where you guys can meet. And one of the cool things about Go play ball and do what you can. Connected program gives you tools and resources to help you to see where you can encounter other people and meet with them. And Connected is a super practical program. And so I just, again, mm-hmm. I really encourage you, check out Connected. It's really great. I thoroughly enjoyed working on it. And I've been enjoying watching the beautiful, beautiful videos that Ascension has filmed and produced and put together. The segments are absolutely stunning. And, and this is a place where you can say, let's meet here. Let's meet with Connected. And then from Connected, and the Catholic Church of Social Teachings, then we could like go to maybe Theology of the Body, the, the U program, Life, Love, and Theology of the Body. And then, oh, you want to learn more about the Mass? Mm-hmm. We have alteration. Uh, and so there's just so many beautiful gifts that Ascension offers the body of Christ that I think that we could all benefit from. Now, with that being said, we're running out of time. I have to go to a different town tonight. I'm going to give a talk on holiness. And so and there's a storm going on right now, so I probably should drive very carefully. So send your angels to watch to, to drive with me retroactively. And uh, I'm gonna go talk tonight on I'll send my being a saint. Send oh mystically you're gonna come too? I'll, I'll, I'll send my angels now. Oh cool, you do that. You could do that right now, yeah. And also if you wanna come, Mari Pablo, I believe in like by location. And so Jesus said, we'll do greater things. So if you want to come, ask the Lord to let you bilocate and we could uh, do Let's the talk do together even. That'd be kind of cool. Um, so let's go ahead and end uh, with uh, a song Mari Pablo what song do you want to sing okay. you lead and I'll follow you said holiness so now all I can think of is holiness holiness, holiness is what I long for is what for. I long for hey <clears throat> holiness 
is what I need. Hey, it's what I need. It's what I need. Take my heart. Woo. Yeah, amen. Okay, all right. Yes, that's why we are not worship leaders, but we're just speakers here. <laughs> She's like, hold on, I actually am a worship leader for Josh. My bad. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> In the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit, amen. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> She's like, I have a whole CD, bro. What you mean? <laughs> Check it out. That's that's Spotify. My bad. <laughs> All right, once well, I'll see you again, Mighty Pablo, I will see you in the Eucharist. And if I don't meet you who are listening to this show in person on earth, then uh, I look forward to meeting you in spirit in the kingdom of heaven. I guess you could say bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> bye, Felicia.